I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. going on right now i'm talking with alex vocalist for a band called undeath you know death now you know undeath this band is so killer they have a new record called it's time to rise from the grave coming out april 1st on prosthetic records uh they're blowing up their first united states full u.s tour was with block dahlia murder rivers and nile uh awesome to see them as one of the first big shows after the year of uh you know kind of just staying at home how are you doing today, man? You're up in uh, upstate New York, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Rochester, right outside of Buffalo. Um, doing good, man. Just a chilling, nice, uh, nice, relaxing Monday so far. Can't complain. Right on, man. So is it pretty cold where you're at right now? Like, oh, yeah, dude, it's freezing. It's it's uh, I mean, I would say it's unbearable, but we're used to it up here by now. At least I, I would hope that people up here are used to being cold seven months out of the year. Yeah. Uh, so growing up in Buffalo um, or it, near Buffalo, I've always heard in Rochester, my, my bad. Uh, I've always heard that the like uh, hardcore scene and metal scene in Buffalo is pretty badass. <clears throat> Did you get to go to a lot of shows around that area? Totally, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, me and and Kyle, the one of the guitar players in Undeath, we both grew up uh, going to shows in Rochester, Syracuse, Buffalo, like just the whole Western New York area. And the hardcore scene and like the the punk scene around here has always been really thriving. Mm-hmm. Lots of really great, dynamic, kind of weird bands coming out of here. Uh, you know, when I was growing up, uh, specifically, I used to idolize this band called Achilles. Mm-hmm. Um, they were uh, just a really killer Rochester hardcore band. So used to see bands like them, uh, all the Syracuse bands like Hunted Down and Oak and Bone uh yeah just uh tons of killer hardcore coming out of this area uh and that was the stuff that we used to go to see constantly i remember years ago 
I saw this band and they mentioned that they're from Syracuse. I'm just going to bring them up randomly. I've never done this in an interview. I think this is the first time I've thought of them in years called Engineer. Yeah, dude. Engineers, Engineer actually has a split with Achilles. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, Engineer's dope. They're probably like my favorite band from Syracuse. Nice. Well, you can't you can't bring up that that uh, that um, area without bringing up Griselda. They're blown up now. <laughs> Uh, Buffalo hip hop. And then of course, every time I die, RIP, I'm sure you, you grew up probably seeing that band, even if yeah, you didn't dude. even mean to. Oh, dude, totally. I was, I was a huge, well, first of all, me and Griselda obviously is sick. Shout out Benny. Shout you out know. all them. Uh, yeah. Every time I die, I mean, that's a huge bummer. What's going on with them right now. I mean, uh, sometimes that's just the way she goes, you know, you have a yeah. big public messy breakup and it, it sucks that it went down the way it did, but yeah, I mean, I I saw them at least seven or eight times growing up. Uh, I went to their Christmas show a couple years. Uh, saw them at the town ballroom. Saw them at the funeral home. Yeah, big every time I die fan back in high school. And nice. it sucks. It sucks that they're they're no more. Absolutely, man. Well, we're gonna jump into this the way I like to jump into most of them, and uh, I'm gonna ask you a question. Kind of weird, but pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got the scar and show us if you can. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, I'm not going to show you, but okay. I do. I have a, I got an appendectomy when I was uh, in fourth grade. Yeah. Um, if I ever take my shirt off on stage, which is unlikely to happen, but <laughs> no, nobody wants to see that. But uh, if I do, then everybody will see it. Uh, yeah, I just had my appendix rupture when I was when I was younger and uh, had it taken out. It was like an emergency extraction kind of thing. I think mm-hmm. they got to it like just in time, which is kind of oh, crazy, okay. but because uh, it had exploded and uh, it was like spilling bile all over the inside of my body, <laughs> which is crazy. So metal. It was yeah, it was a pretty metal injury, but I guess <laughs> as a elementary school kid, I didn't appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got a got a nice big. Uh, scar right on my abdomen from that surgery and i remember uh when i was in the hospital they the doctor came in and explained to me that if i wanted to get rid of the scar i could use like a cold compress and uh basically just apply pressure to it and and moisture to it every day and it would go away and i opted not to do that because i thought it would be cooler to have a scar totally and now you got the story for the interviewers like me now I got the story. Exactly. So uh, the new record's coming out April 1st. It's time to rise from the grave out on Prosthetic Records, April 1st. Pre-order is available now. Uh, how long did you guys spend on the album? Was this something that was just like th- the pandemic project? So I believe it's April 22nd. Um, oh, my bad. Sorry about that. It's all good. Yeah, I, know I saw sometimes. the pre-order on Bandcamp. That's what I was going off of. So yeah, Bank Bandcamp's always weird. They only let you set uh, release dates like a certain amount of time out. So I mm. remember for for this record, it says April first, but it's coming out the twenty second. And for Legions, it did uh, it did the same thing. All right, all right. But uh, what was your question, man? I'm sorry. Oh no worries. Uh, so how, was this like a pandemic project? How long did you guys spend working on on the new album? Uh. Well, we already started working on it pretty extensively by the time Legions was coming out. You know, I think we had a, we couldn't really tour behind Legions because we, we dropped that right in the middle of lockdown. Yeah. And so we just kind of had to, and the Black Dahlia tour was still, you know, 
uh, half a year away. So we kind of just had to get right back to work and put our heads down and keep writing. And, you know, we, we just got right to it and we recorded it in really early 2021. So I guess technically it was a pandemic project, but we were just kind of just at that point working the way that we had always been working, you know, just yeah, nonstop. Right on, man. Well, uh, you know, you, I've listened to interviews with you and, and shout out to Ace with Forum of Passion, one of my favorite podcasts. He does really great in-depth interviews. Um, so I'm, I don't need to retread any of that stuff. Go listen to that interview. But um, if, if you're if you're uh, checking this one, keep listening to this one, then listen to that one after. Uh, OK, so, you know, you come from a background of like punk and hardcore and then and then getting into death metal and whatnot. Over the last few years, we've seen so many like hardcore kids, hardcore dudes start these sick death metal bands. Why are so many sick metal bands coming up for, with a bunch of hardcore kids? I think it's like this really cool movement, in my opinion. That's a really good question. Um, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. know uh, I guess uh, uh, my guess would be that as sick as hardcore is, um, and I hope I don't get lambasted for saying this, but I, I feel like metal, spe- like specifically death metal, tends to offer a little bit more room for expression, like outside of the the constraints of hardcore. Um, and I think that especially if you're a you know a musician, if you're a, a guitar player or a drummer or something, if you if you're playing hardcore, you tend to kind of be playing the the rudiments of the music. You know, there really isn't a lot of room to to experiment and to get too creative with your playing in a lot of senses. Uh, but when you kind of pivot to metal, a lot of new avenues open up for stuff that you could be playing. Yeah. And uh, besides that, you know, I think that people like me are just starting a lot of different bands right now. People who grew up on punk and hardcore and metal, you know, death metal, black metal, stuff like that simultaneously. So you've got, kids who grew up listening to a billion different styles of music at once. And now all these kids are starting bands right at the same time. So I think that that influence is just kind of uh, conflating into a lot of really interesting and cool sounding new death metal bands. Absolutely, man. So, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll shout it out again on an episode of, of form of passion. One of the guys from genocide pact, he, he put it really well. He said, um, he thinks that uh, a lot of it has to do with the fact that the people coming from hardcore and punk, they already know how to book their own shows. They're used to touring themselves. They're used to, you know, and it sounds like such a dirty word, but marketing themselves really is they're used to doing that. And a lot of the people that maybe come from like just metal don't know how to do that, don't have that tool in their tool belt. So it already gives you a step up. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, I I think that, a lot of like local metal scenes still rely on the whole, you know, pay to play formula and a lot of the more DIY ethos that you learn coming up through punk and hardcore is lost on a lot of kids who haven't been exposed to that. So, yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that Connor put it exactly right. You know, you've got a lot of kids coming into metal right now who are introducing the metal world to the toolbox of hardcore in a lot of different ways. 
you know, and, and if anyone's hating on anyone who likes punk or hardcore, go listen to my interview with Corpse Grinder. He's obsessed with Off With Their Heads, his favorite band. So, I mean, that dude, and we were chatting New York hardcore, straight edge hardcore. So if Corpse Grinder can uh, can accept some hardcore, I think that, you know, I think you, you should be able to as well. So, I think you should... I think you should be dubious of anybody who only listens to one style of music. I think, I think that's a little strange. I have you ever ha- have you ever run into that? Cause I have, it's, it's odd. Oh, constantly. Dude. I mean, like I, like everybody in the band, we listen to everything from punk and hardcore to screamo to like anime soundtracks. Like yeah. we're all over the, we're all over the place. And, uh, you know, anybody who's like, I only listen to death metal 100% of the time. Like I, I would be, uh, I would be cautious around the person like that. Yeah. To put it politely. It's going back a few years. I'll date myself. Uh, but I was going scrolling through my friend's iPod. There, that's a sentence. Uh <laughs> scrolling through my friend's 160 gig iPod, and he had just nothing but beat down hardcore. I was like, <laughs> so like that's cool, but like what happens when you're not at the gym or like not angry? Like what you wake up in the morning and listen to like in e-town and scarhead like what yeah you, you can't convince me that you're trying to like wind down for the evening and you're like making some pasta and you're listening to bulldoze yeah like, i just i mean if you are i get respect but like i, I don't think too many of those people exist like you got to listen to some uh some gypsy kings every once in a while dog died time to listen to fury of five <laughs> Okay, so it might be a controversial topic, but blew up the internet last week when Chris Barnes from Six Feet <laughs> Under, t- t- uh, I guess he watched your uh, Not Fest roundtable with you, uh, Trevor from Black Dahlia, Corpse, the aforementioned Corpse Grinder, and Chase from Gate Creeper. And uh, I, I watched the whole thing. It was great. You guys touched on a lot of subjects. Some of the stuff we're even touching on today. But, uh, you know, Chris Barnes being the, uh, uh, the Chris Barnes that he is, watched it. and. Um, he t- said that it made him sick. Uh, do you have any uh, comments on that whole situation? Man, you know, uh, I just, I think it's sad. Um, and I, I guess like, I'll try not to be too dismissive here because I, sure. I want to, I want to give it, provide a serious answer to that question. And, but I think, uh, you know, the guy's a legend. He, he was, uh, instrumental member on some of the most important death metal albums in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if he had just stayed in his lane, so to speak, and not become like a you know right wing anti vaxxer ghoul, then he could be you know a very well respected, loved, beloved you know character in the metal scene. But uh, I think he just made some very bad calls with the things that he chose to align himself with. Um, I think he has kind of exposed some very noxious and, you know, kind of gross and frustrating beliefs over the, over recent years. And uh, all in all, you know, I knew all of that about him going into him saying what he said on Twitter. So I wasn't surprised. Yeah, (laughs) I wasn't really expecting somebody like Chris Barnes at his current state to view that not fest video and say, wow, death metal's in great hands. Like, I'm so proud of all these guys. Like, I know he's he's turned into a curmudgeon uh, over the past like 15, 20 years. Um, But it is what it is. You know, I I'm unbothered by it. And the rest of the guys in the band, we just kind of think it's funny. And honestly, like 
<laughs> I, I need to send him like a gift basket or something because he's given the new record a lot of free press over the past couple of days. There's certainly a lot of publicity around it. Ex- exactly. And, and, you know, um, I think there's, there's like a new trend of every metalhead that's posting Chris Barnes blocking them. So that's like the new, I was, I'm, I'm considered safe by the, uh, you know, the, uh, the storm or whatever instead of you know i was marked safe it's chris barnes has blocked me yeah it's just like i i don't understand what his end game is with the whole with his twitter presence like i don't i don't understand what he's attempting to get out of any of this but hey you know what if he wants to just get on the internet every day and make a fool out of himself then that's his prerogative and uh you know he's he's free to do whatever he wants to do all right, so pivot a little bit. We'll still talk about death metal, but I just I did have to bring that up. The journalistic side of me, the clickbait side, <laughs> you know. So, uh, all right, so you're you're you know heavy into death metal. Growing up in in uh, you know underground music, what was your <clears throat> first what was your first CD that you purchased on your own? Mine was not hardcore. It was no doubt Tragic Kingdom. So oh, no no shame there. Yeah, exactly. What was yours? Uh, first, also first not, CD. not hardcore at all. First CD I ever purchased for myself was uh, Green Day's Dookie. Nice. Um, yeah. I, I was on a Borders books with my mom. I was probably like 11 or 12 years old. And, uh, the cover just fascinated me. You know, this yeah. is a band that had named an album after poop. Mm-hmm. Uh, it appealed to all of my 10 year old sensibilities and, Thankfully, the music was great, too. You know, I, I was a Green Day obsessive from then on for many, many years. And uh, uh, they were key in introducing me to basically like the whole world of, yep. you know, guitar bands. Uh, gotten to like pop punk through Green Day, which later led to to punk, to hardcore, to metal. Like it all, when you really sit down and think about it and close my eyes and go into my mind palace, like it all kind of goes back to Green Day. So uh I owe them a lot of thanks for uh, exposing me to music the way they did. I like that you say mind palace. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's, isn't there like some, uh, there's like a book on, on like creating your mind palace. What is that? I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I heard it somewhere. Uh, somebody much smarter than me said it one time, and uh, I, I've been co-opting it ever since. Nice. Well, I got into Green Day because my sister, she would get those like Tiger Beat and Bop magazines, you know, and she would get like, like Jonathan Taylor Thomas pinups. And she was like, these guys look weird. You can have these posters. So she gave me the Green Day posters. And so I didn't want to be like a total poser. So I had to go and check out what Green Day was like. And it was all downhill from there, man. Yeah, they're, they're, a, they're a killer band, dude. I mean, like, no matter what you got to say about their current output or what they've yeah. done over the past recent years, like first Gripper records, like pretty much everything up to Nimrod, I would say, like is is pretty untouchable. Dude, I, I remember there being a period where I was like, okay, they'll probably, you know, be hanging it up soon. They got bigger than ever. Like their yeah. second, their second wind was way bigger than their first. Like the American idiot is bigger than Dookie. Yeah. Oh, dude. And they were wild kids when that record came out. I mean, yeah. like warning was like going to be their breakup album. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think American Idiot was kind of just their last ditch attempt to like make something work again. And yeah, exactly like you said, they just became the biggest band on the planet. Yeah, I was like, holy crap. And now they're like the band for like like little little kids, and they had a Broadway play where Davy Havoc was the main character. It's like it's so wild. <laughs> it's so wild. Yeah, um, I mean, you can't help but be but be kind of proud of them for absolutely. turning it around the way they did. Absolutely, man. And you know they still rep old like old bands. They helped out Gilman with a bunch of the money, even though they got kicked out of that venue. You know, years for <laughs> signing a major, but they they helped him out with their own money. You know, they they gave that major label money back to Gilman. So, yeah, comes back. Okay, so uh, going straight into death metal, uh, we all know the big four of American thrash metal. Uh, we got the uh, Megadeth, Metallica, Slayer. And Anthrax. Personally, for you, what's the big four of death metal? And it doesn't have to be American. You could just, you know, and and it's just your personal big four. So you don't have to be all political here and you know say the most important. Just what your your personal four that you love. Oh man, uh, let's see. Well, Campbell's on there, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, Campbell Corpse is like the the Lincoln or the Jefferson of my Mount Rushmore of death metal. Uh, I think. Uh, see besides cannibal um i would put cryptopsy on there as well um if not for anything it's just for uh nuns of vile and Mm -hmm. blasphemy made flesh i mean those records are like two of the if there's like a top 10 greatest death metal albums list like both those albums are in there for me uh that'd be one and two Uh, i'll put autopsy on there as well um just a massively important band to me growing up especially like coming out of punk and hardcore like autopsy kind of scratches a lot of those itches in terms of the the riffs and the rhythms and stuff like that and you know chris reiford he's just a he's got such an insane delivery with all of his vocals so that was a huge band for me growing up and then let's see i think i would put both around there yeah. as well I, I, it would be a, a toss-up between both and carcass i feel like i gotta get some one english band on there but uh as much as i love carcass and i 
sincerely love that band. Uh, Ball Thrower is just like one of the most unparalleled discographies in death metal. Uh, so yeah, that, that would be my that would be my big four. Awesome, good big four, man. Uh, so. I, you know, you bring up Bolt Thrower, which pivots me into my one of my last questions here. You know, Bolt Thrower is a very bootlegged band on the Internet. You know, you check it out, boot, Bolt Thrower. Probably don't search the word Bolt Thrower because they're so litigious, but you, you'll, you'll find a Bolt Thrower bootleg if you're looking. Have you ever found an undeath bootleg? Has anyone bootlegged undeath? Yes, and I was so stoked to see it. You uh, made it. <laughs> yeah, that's when I really felt like we made it. It was a... Uh... It was some Indonesian kid. I, I wish I could remember who exactly it was, but it was like the worst directed garment, like mm-hmm. just God awful print of just the lesions album cover on a shirt. And they were selling it for like 30 bucks or something. And uh, uh, I actually bought one because uh, I just, I wanted it. I wanted to commemorate yeah. our first bootleg, at least the first one that I was made aware of. Yeah. It never showed up. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm out 30 bucks, but yeah, I was stoked to see that. That's how you know you made it in metal. Wish.com undeath shirt. Uh, well, I remember here. I remember seeing like a tweet from Toby from H2O, the uh, kind of pop punk hardcore band. He mentioned when they were down in Mexico City playing, he said that there was a, like a bootleg market that had cooler H2O merch than at their own merch table. He was like, dude, I wanted to buy some of our own T-shirts. They were cool. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of the uh, reason why people bootleg metal bands is because the metal bands kind of stop printing merch at all, yeah. and uh, or or their official merch is just like gratuitously overpriced and terrible, and nobody wants it. So I gotta respect the hustle, but I would hope that I would hope that at this current stage of undeath, where we're like constantly churning out new designs and stuff, and it's stuff that we work really hard on, that nobody would feel uh obligated to bootleg our merch because because i think the official stuff is okay at least for now you know it's the 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 best bootleg is when the little kid shows up to your show with just like a white shirt with marker and it just says undeath <laughs> that's the most badass I, I would love to see that someday yeah. um okay so what's your most prized metal t-shirt in your collection who uh let's see um I have a, I'm not really a big like vintage shirt collector. I mean, I just, yeah. I, I, I kind of just buy shirts like when I go to shows or mm-hmm. when I see them at like distros or whatever. But uh, I do have a Morbid Angel Heretic shirt. Oh, I should have put Morbid Angel in my top four. <laughs> um, we can do a top five. There you go. <laughs> they'll, be my, they'll be my number five. Yeah, they're, they're 100% on there. Uh, but I have a Morbid Angel Heretic shirt uh, that I believe was, sold on their like european tour promoting that album and it's sick it's just like the album art huge on the front and on the back it just got like the webster's definition of the word heretic like it's so 90s uh that's awesome but yeah i i love that shirt i like never bust it out because i'm just afraid of anything happening to it but yeah that's definitely like a, a prized possession of mine awesome man Right on, man. Well, it's been awesome, you know, chatting with you on our our coast at 7 a.m. or 7.30 a.m. So I woke up early to chat with you. It's been my pleasure. Um, the new album's coming out. Uh, you, what was the date again? I have the wrong date in front of me. It's all good. It's uh, April 22nd. It's out everywhere. Awesome. April 22nd. You have pre-ordered it. It's on Prosthetic. Uh, second, second full-length album by Undeath. I got my 
Oh, this is very death metal. I got my CD on pre-order. My co- compact disc on compact. On. Why is it that death metal specifically is all about the CD? It's uh, you know uh, uh, at death metal radio on Twitter. He had a he had a great point the other day. He said that uh, don't ever forget that CDs are the native format of death metal. Yes, and uh, you know from it just it is what it is. That's just a, one of those uh, kind of somber facts of life. So uh, uh, you know. CDs are great too. I mean, it's the the fidelity that you get off of listening to a CD is awesome. So, I can't complain. Shout! I, I'm glad you brought him up. Shout out to Schuler, one of the most you know important people to follow on metal Twitter. He does a lot of cool things over on Death Metal Radio. So we see you, Schuler. Awesome dude. Thank you so much for for doing this. Uh, how do we support Undeath? Uh, well, you know, thank you for having me. I appreciate, uh, appreciate the time, uh, Absolutely. Su- support on death. I mean, uh, come see us on the road. You know, we got some shows coming up in, in March, we're opening for, uh, the Acacia strain on the East coast. And then we're playing some shows out to, uh, LBB fest in Louisville. Uh, yeah. those, those shows will be getting announced soon. Um, we got a big, big, big U S tour coming up that can't disclose just mm-hmm. yet, but, uh, that's getting announced very soon um and yep if you if you live in the the lower 48 you'll probably uh have a chance to see on death at some point this year uh so that's the big way beyond that you know just uh if you like any of the singles that we put out just pre-order the album uh and and yeah you know just uh come say what, what up to us on the road well i look forward to it man thank you so much for your time thank you man appreciate it this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.